Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime kitty co-hosts, Ms. Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, our festivals page listing showing festivals around the country and the world, and more. In fact, we're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries that you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the homepage or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories, and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? Well, you can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on the homepage to see ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, we are talking to somebody, she may not remember this, but we met her for the first time on our isolation comedy shows, our online shows that we did during the global pandemic four years ago. And she is a triple threat comedy performer. She does stand up, she's an improviser, and she's also an actress. Uh, but we know her as, and love her as comic stuck in a well. Uh, it's a f- uh, it's a character fixture of Duncan Carson's Fallout Tonight variety show on Friday nights, 9.30. Please go check it out. I love this show. Uh, but uh, let's focus. Today, we are talking to, on Comedy Man Presents, our guest, Catherine Hutchins. Hi, thanks for having Hi. me. Yes. <laughs> Long overdue. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm honored, really. <laughs> oh, please stop. Um, so do you remember being on those? You did one. And yes, I do. Oh, gosh. So much of the pandemic I've forgotten, <laughs> purposefully or yeah. otherwise. Understood. Um, <laughs> but I do remember doing it, and I, I, I remember it being, it felt very bizarre to just mm-hmm. tell a joke to yeah. my computer. Yeah. To mostly silence. And, <laughs> and But I appreciated that we as like a community were still trying to yeah. make things happen, but it was, it was so <laughs> it was difficult. So weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was the first time I had ever seen you do stand-up. Oh, Because gosh. <laughs> I knew that you did other things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was just like, okay, well, she, she does imp- improv and, and, and acting, so... She does stand up too, and you were so good. Your writing is really good. Well, thank you. And that was four years ago, so you know it's it's gotten even better. Uh, well, I hope so. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had only been doing stand up for like less than a year before the pandemic wow. happened, uh-huh. uh, or maybe just about a year. It's kind of hard to to measure time yeah. anymore. Um, so I felt like I was finally like hitting a groove and getting used to like the grind of it all and, and stuff. And then everything just stopped. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, coming back has also been interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I actually have an icebreaker question. We have broken the ice, okay. but I want to start with our official start is my icebreaker question. It is one word to describe your past. 
My past? Oh, um, fumbling <laughs> is <laughs> what comes, the I'm, first thing that came to my mind. I like that. I don't think anybody has ever said fumbling. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I think of my past self, I, oh, I, <laughs> I, especially like, you know, my 20s and my early 20s, uh-huh. uh, just so, what a little dumb, dumb, silly, <laughs> dumb, dumb. But you don't know that you're dumb no, when you're you doing the dumb no, stuff no. at all. You realize yeah. it's dumb much later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the dumbness, I think, was some nerve and some grit that I am proud of. Yeah. So, But yeah, mostly just kind of like bouncing along from one step, one wall you know, yeah. and I'm, here I am, bounced huh. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of my, my typical research is going through social media accounts and whatever I, I can find, and I found a gem of uh, commonality. It's not really a commonality, but did you go to Plano Senior High School? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I grew up in Burleson. Okay. And I dated somebody who went to Pesh, your you know, competitor. Oh my gosh. I haven't so. heard that acronym. Pesh. Oh my God. Did I just Oof. date myself? No, I mean, I, they might still call it that. I don't know. Oh really? But, what do um, they call themselves now? Uh, I mean, well, Plano East, just senior. I mean, I, we you would just always go. just say East oh, or West because Plano West, um, oh, was uh-huh. relatively new even when I was in high school. Um, wow. Pesh. Wow. <laughs> That was like another person, you know? (laughs) That's also when I think about the past that I, it's especially like that far back. I feel like that was just a, who was that? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Wow. So is that where you, you grew up or did you just spend Um, high school there? Mostly I was in Plano. I kind of, we moved around a little bit. Um, So I spent my childhood between Plano and um, Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, uh, my parents are both from Arkansas originally, and for a couple of years, uh, my dad worked for the home office of Walmart, so oh. we were living in Bentonville, home of Walmart. Wow. Mm-hmm. But then we moved back to Plano, and that's where I went to high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you, was comedy a part of your life growing up? Um. In the media that I was consuming, yes, mm. absolutely. But my parents aren't funny people. They appreciate comedy and they love to laugh and they love yeah. things that are funny. Um, my mom is very silly. Okay. I know that's like kind of how do you distinguish that from being funny, yeah. but she'll, you know, she just is a silly woman. And yeah. I think that's where I get a lot of my sensibilities. <laughs> Yeah, because you're very silly. Yeah. Very silly. <laughs> yeah. As, you know, mentioned in your introduction, mm-hmm. uh, you are the comic stuck in the well. It's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. It is so silly. <laughs> uh, I've never rooted for somebody stuck in a well so hard as one of She'll never get out. I'm, no, it's yeah. unfortunate. It's a, it's a sad state. <laughs> um, but but you're, I was also thinking, like, your sense of humor is, like, super dry, as well but it's like it's there so it's interesting to hear so your mom is silly and you consumed comedy so where did that dry sense of humor come from I don't know and I've gotten that before from Mm. people that I'm I've got this dryness in 
in my jokes uh-huh. at least. And I, I mean, I accept it to be true, but I, <laughs> I don't necessarily think of myself as that way. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I just have so many opinions and <laughs> I don't, I'm also just very suspicious of everything and everyone. And mm. I think that's how that comes out. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I became a dry sort of humor person. I don't know. But that's just kind of how it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in in other ways, I like to express my comedy, I guess. that's It's just striking that balance between being sort of like dry and, and silly. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I try to combine them. Yeah. But it's, sometimes they are <laughs> at odds. <laughs> yeah. When did you, uh, well, no, I want to go back to those, uh, I guess, school-age days. Was performance at all on your radar? No, not at all. Oh, my gosh. Never. You, you carry yourself like somebody who's a trained actress. Oh, my gosh. I have not taken, a, I've never taken an acting class. Really? I've never, I never did theater. I never did speech. I never, never. I was... Dance? I mean, you just have um, this... As a little kid, I did some dance, Interesting. nothing... Um, Nothing when I was older. I was a very anxious child and teen oh. and young adult. And currently, well, my, <laughs> <laughs> it's better. It's, it's, it just comes out in other ways. It comes out in, in more private ways. Um, but I had really bad social anxiety as a kid. I was actually like formally diagnosed with social anxiety oh, when gosh. I was about 13 or 14. Um, so... Yeah, would ne- never, not a play, wow. not an assembly, no speeches, no nothing. I could barely even like talk to strangers. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, how I ended up doing this, <laughs> I don't really know. Well, we're going to get into that. So if you don't know, <laughs> well, I, it's going to be short. I, I know. I, I'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out. Okay. We'll reach an... I'll tease it out. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> it's like dragging you out of the well. Exactly. Sorry, I keep going no, back to that metaphor. well. No, it's a great metaphor. I think maybe that's why I created it, because that's how I feel. I feel stuck in that well. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so no performance. So when did you first start dabbling into performance? Well, I first started even like thinking about the idea of maybe one day doing comedy (laughs) Uh, was in college. um, My boyfriend in college had just started doing standup in, in Fayetteville in our college town. And, you know, he would sort of run jokes by me and I would sometimes help him. And like, sometimes he would even just like say complete jokes that I'd come up with my permission, of Uh course, but like, and then I would go see him and watch him do comedy. And I was like, well, I mean, if he can do this, I, I'm kind of already doing it in uh-huh. a way. I was like, oh, anybody anybody can just kind of go up and do it. It just uh-huh. felt like there was some huge barrier to entry, but there's not, which is <laughs> no. maybe even a problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I after college, I moved back home with my parents. They were living in Prosper, Texas. Um, Where is that? It is about 30 miles north of Dallas. Okay. You pretty much take the tollway until it literally ends, and then that is where Prosper is. Mm. Um, And I, that was such a miserable year. I had, like, no friends. I was working all the time. I had nothing to do except for, like, write jokes for some imaginary 
Really? Time, yeah. And then when I moved to Austin, I swore to myself that I would try to find something in comedy to be a part of, like a class or like a group of people, a meeting. I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know it existed until I got yeah. down here. And then just kind of by chance, I met um, like a friend of a friend who did stuff at the New Movement, mm. uh, now known as Fallout. Mm-hmm. And I learned that they taught classes and I just sort of on a whim signed up for sketch one and that's that's how it all started wow so you'd been writing jokes but you ended up in a sketch class yes having never been on a stage no and having been formally diagnosed (laughs) with anxiety Mm -hmm. uh, well I guess the influence of the friend of a friend helped yeah yeah, and it felt like just I I wanted to meet people. I wanted to, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to challenge myself, I guess. And um, and it ended up being great. I mean, I I met all of my friends, and I I discovered that I can be funny. And people, <laughs> I mean, I've always thought I was funny, like yeah. just to myself. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's huge when you realize that other people yeah. sometimes agree with you. Yeah. Um, and so I really only did sketch at the New Movement for probably like almost two years before I started taking improv classes. Okay. So it took a long time to sort of warm up to performing. Yeah. Um, but while doing sketch, like if you want to do sketch, you, it's inevitable you have to be in it mm-hmm. or you have to be in other sketches because to just be a writer, it's almost impossible, at least here. Um, so it was like forced to be in sketches and it was so scary and bad for a while. But then I started liking it kind of it just crept up on me Uh and I realized that all my little dramatic little isms that I've been doing my whole life are just kind of like, Oh, this is, I can just act. This is what acting is. This is fun actually. Yeah. So it it took a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, what made you, uh, not switch, but try out improv. It, all my friends were doing it, uh. really. I just wanted to be, I wanted to, I saw my friends do shows with each other uh-huh. and rehearse and it was this whole thing and I just really wanted to be a part of it. I felt yeah. so left out. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's That has to have felt like a huge step for you. It was. Too. Not, not just from the, oh, I'm going to try this other art form, but like working through that anxiety yeah. and saying, no, oh, I want to do this thing that forces me to be more on stage and... and be social with a group of people yeah. to some extent. I mean, I think I just had all of this like yearning for connection and friends and, and performance just deep inside me my whole life. And finally I was, I didn't even know it was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but all throughout improv classes, cause at the time there were, I think four or five levels and the whole program took about a year. Um, I would, dread each class every week like the day before each class I would be like I'm not gonna go I'm, not, I'm just not gonna go I'm not gonna go I hate it like I'm so I'm just like miserable all day I hate oh going I hate doing it I hated <laughs> really I hated doing improv or being in improv classes uh-huh. up until about level four <laughs> I kept going and I kept paying them to do, like I kept paying to be miserable for months <laughs> Until finally something just clicked in my brain. Uh I don't, it wasn't even anything specific. I just sort of figured out the game Mm. of improv. Mm -hmm. And 
at that level, you're finally like playing with people who also care about it and also like maybe are like a little bit good because mm-hmm. the people who are just taking it like kind of on a whim or maybe they suck or whatever, they all <laughs> they all drop out pretty early. Yeah. So by the time you're deeper into it, it becomes fun. And okay. yeah, before I knew it, I loved it too. Hmm. Yeah. And were you still doing sketch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing sketch the whole time. Um, but I really transitioned out of it probably around 2018 or so, just because sketch shows are so much work. I keep hearing for that. very yeah. little payoff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have creative satisfaction, but oh, what can I can't eat? I, I can't eat that. <laughs> Not that I, not that I've ever made any money doing anything, um, but you do all this work putting on a sketch show, like weeks, sometimes months of rehearsals, mm-hmm. and then you do it once, maybe twice, and then it's over, yeah, and then it's gone. Huh. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I do miss it though because it is very satisfying, and I miss writing more extended like sketches and things yeah, like that. I yeah. do miss that. And that's one thing that Austin, like it's, I think sketch has always been the like underrepresented yeah, of the trio of stand up, obviously gangbusters improv, pretty strong Austin scene, but sketch, but it's, it all boils down to it's so much work. It's so much work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to have a lot of people yeah. agreeing to do a lot Agree, of work. Yeah. And, they, and that's hard. And yeah. scheduling, you know, it's like herding cats with, and that's, yeah. and that's not, you know, I hurdles. used to, yeah, I used to be kind of bitter about it. Like, oh, well, these people don't care about sketch mm. as much as I do. But I mean, everyone's so busy yeah. and has so much and you, know, you can't blame people for not caring yeah. as much as you do about your dumb sketch <laughs> about whatever. You do know? you have a favorite sketch that you, you, you've written that came to the stage? And- oh my gosh. I, I've done this a couple of times. It was pretty early in my sketch career and I, it was about periods and I, it was just so stupid. Like I was watching a lot of Mad Men at the time. I mean, I always am, but that was (laughs) during one of my Mad Men rewatches. And so I, I, it was like a sort of a stuffy office of secretaries, but they both have huge period blood stains on their pants and... (laughs) I made these pants with like I painted them red and disgusting and it was just it was really silly and it always did really well because it was just so shocking I guess yeah. at the time to me anyway and you know um but yeah I, I always liked putting on that yeah. one it was fun because you get to put your butt in the air oh. you know let me build let me get this file oops it's just stupid stupid <laughs> Yeah, the, the the shocking and silly is coming through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about stand up? When did that uh, cross your? Um, mind? Well, you you did you mentioned that earlier, but I've forgotten. Yeah, it's the timelines get a little fuzzy. I think twenty nineteen was when I was really doing or trying stand up, um, and I really got into it very accidentally. Mm. Um, I. Our old, our old friend Nick Savarino messaged me on Twitter, uh-huh. um, and he he was doing uh, Low and Inside. Um, I think maybe they still do it every once in a while, but uh, at the time it was at the Velve, and he said, 
that he liked my tweets and that he thought I might be good oh. on the show because it's all one-liners. Uh-huh. And that's just kind of how I tweet a lot of the time. Um, and so he just put me on the show and I read a bunch of my tweets and wow. it went great. And I did a couple more of those shows and then people just started booking me on stand-up <laughs> shows. <laughs> I had never even been to a, a mic, but I knew everybody. Like, yeah. it, you know, I it was kind of, I lucked out in that way because I'd been doing improv and stuff for so long. Yeah. So then I had to write like, you know, longer jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just, yeah, it just kind of happened. Oh my God. I know. So that's like me thinking, you know, you're, you're like this long time performer. And so. No. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's that's pretty awesome that uh, you got booked that way. I know. It I feel very lucky. <laughs> and how how did you feel about doing stand up? Compared um, to now that you've done all three forms, you know, your experience with sketch and improv. Yeah, I it's a more tumultuous relationship, I think. I do. I just love writing jokes. I really love mm. writing jokes. It's the most fun part of it for me. And I mostly like performing stand-up depending on the show and depending on how I feel. When it's just me, there's so many factors that affect my performance and my delivery. Mm-hmm. And if I, I feel that if every little thing isn't right, I don't feel that great about it, mm. but when it's great, it's so great. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's more fickle. Yeah. But yeah. I, I have the most fun doing improv, but at this point it just feels like a fun thing to do. You know, it doesn't necessarily feel as creative. Yeah. yeah. Even though it is, you know, I don't want to uh, deride the art of improv because it is very creative, but to me it just feels like I'm hanging out with my friends and we're making people watch. <laughs> Well, improv uh, is is going through kind of a cool little boom here in Austin. Uh, if I can shamelessly plug, uh, I wrote the top 10 comedy stories of Austin for The Chronicle. And one of the things that I wrote about is how improv, at least in 23, seemed to be really doing these creative theme-based mm-hmm. shows. And maybe this just shows my ignorance about what improv has always been. Because I've always thought improv is, oh, you know, you come up with, you either do have, have the, the monologue up front and then the, the troupe builds a story based on that or, you know, audience suggestion approach. But there have been so many, like, super focused themes, the, the 90s rewind, the, oh, I forget the technical name, but the Bollywood-based one, yeah. like these really, and then there's a, a Black Mirror-based one. Um, just having these really cool focuses has been nice to watch. Yeah, and uh, having themed improv shows, I, I mean, it's a great way to get people in the door. Yeah. Because improv, I think, you know, it's got a reputation of being sort of hacky and cringe and, <laughs> and yeah. rightfully so a lot of the time. <laughs> but if you sort of pitch it around something that people already know about, I yeah. think that's a good way to, to have people come watch. And... Um, it is more like theatery, I guess, to have something more, more specific like that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't been a part of something like that in a while, um, but I've done some like theater e stuff, I guess, in my comedy career. Um, 
But as of right now, well, I was in a show called, uh, it was just called Murder. And it was a murder mystery mm. themed improv show. And um, it was so fun. It was so fun. And we had, you know, our objective was obviously like somebody on stage has to be the murderer. But we would, we usually don't decide who it is until maybe 30 seconds oh until gosh. the show is over. Um, no. Sometimes it makes total sense. Most of the time it's just a person being like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> Because of this, you know, and it's, but that's why it's so funny because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> okay. Let's rewind okay. and talk about what happened in 2020 and where you were. So at this point, by 2020, you're doing stand up. You're still, you're doing improv. I don't know if you're still actively doing sketch, but you're, you know, you're, you're doing your creative stuff. Mm-hmm. How did the the uh, shutdown impact you? Oh, completely. I just wasn't doing anything. Mm. Um, I, I was really scared mm. in the pandemic. I mean, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what was true. I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I, like I said, I'm a very anxious person. Yeah. So I you know, took it very, very seriously. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't see anyone. Yeah. All of 2020. Um, when the, when people started getting vaccinated, obviously I started like venturing out again, yeah. but, um, I just completely didn't do anything hmm. creative at all. So even though up until this point, you, you've been saying you just love to write mm-hmm. jokes, mm-hmm. did that stop completely too for you? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I was still tweeting. <laughs> okay, all right. I consider those to be jokes a lot of the time. Not all the time. A lot of times I'm just complaining on there. Um, but I really don't write unless I kind of have to because I'm very, I well, I have a lot of anxiety about, about writing and mm. about, and I think I, it's just hard for me to motivate myself unless I have like a deadline of some kind or something that like I'm writing for. And I was that way in, in school, in college. I never really studied or wrote any essays until they were due immediately, <laughs> which got me through. I guess. It was stressful, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't have that instinct to write for no reason. Mm. I wish I did. I think I would feel more like an actual writer if if i started doing that but um yeah if i don't have some sort of outside force making me do something i won't do it mm. but then that makes me miserable <laughs> you know so <laughs> so yeah 2020 was really hard yeah for me yeah so as things started to open up what did you migrate to well um it's hard to say. I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm still mostly doing what I was before, but the scene has really changed so much, and I don't know how to navigate it. Mm. And I'm not really sure. This is kind of like you've caught me at a weird uh, era, I guess, huh. in my comedy journey. Yeah. Um, I'm very much trying to decide where I want to be spending my time Mm. and what I want to be focusing on and what actually makes me happy. (laughs) Not to get very real. It's good stuff. Yeah. And I'm just not sure. I was Mm. even thinking on the way over here. I was like, what do I even say? Cause I just (laughs) don't, I'm just ruminating a lot. And yeah, I'm in a phase where, you know, if someone asked me to do a show, of course I'll do it, but I'm not really, 
seeking anything new out right now. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, based on what I'm hearing, you're not a seeker. I'm not a seeker. You're a, hey, Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come do this thing. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'll say yes, you know, <laughs> improv. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a seeker. I've never been that way. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think it's definitely, I mean, it's limited my life in a lot of ways, but I think I just, I have a lot of fear and a lot of self-doubt and I just, I'll, you know, I'll say yes if you ask yeah. me, but yeah. it's hard for me to, to, for me to ask for things. Yeah. Self-promotion. And that's, the name of the game. I mean, that's one thing that has yes. critically changed. It's huge. Since the pandemic is if you are not self-promoting, nobody's going to notice you. And nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. I'm sorry. I, no, it's okay. It's okay because it's the truth because I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. It feels so gross for me. Yeah. I mean, of course, like no judgment because that is how you have to if you want to get booked if you want to get yeah. people to notice you you've got to be loud and you've got to be the squeaky wheel uh and i just i don't know how to do it mm. it feels so disingenuous and i i always want to be like come to my show if you want it's not very good <laughs> you know I, I if you i mean if you got nothing else going on i get like i can't even <laughs> like i did this uh i did this uh i headlined fallout as weird gal skankovic back in in December oh, yeah. and it I could barely even post about it. It was so hard <laughs> oh. just to be like the show was the show's happening. I happen to be in it. <laughs> so but if you wanna if you wanna go, it's at Saturday at ten. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's why I wanted to do it as a character because I was like, well no one's gonna go see Catherine Hodgins. I mean so I'll I'll do it as a silly goofy (laughs) stupid character and um so i think that's it's a way of protecting myself yeah doing that kind of stuff yeah Mm, it's hard (laughs) oh my god well how did that go and i mean that's a bold move even to hide behind a character that i know it (laughs) (laughs) i know it sounds crazy that i'm trying to like hide behind this ridiculous Uh like I've got this stupid wig on and my boobs are like so smushed up to my neck as I can. It's really hard because, you know, I don't have a whole lot to work with. So I, (laughs) and, but it's, it's like, I'm bringing more attention to myself inadvertently. Uh Um, I don't know. It it went great. I had a great time. Yeah. I liked that I could control everything. Hmm. I liked that um, I could pick, you know, the openers. And I, and I asked uh, a friend of mine to do, to sort of come on as my assistant and do little bits with me. Uh-huh. Cause I didn't want it to just be a regular stand-up show. I wanted to do just weird little, little bits. Like it's sort of a lounge act kind of thing yeah. is sort of the vibe I was going for. And I thought that like, if I did it as a character, the opportunity to do things that are a little different really presented itself yeah and i would love to keep doing it that is one thing i i think i would want to do is maybe a full hour just as that character just to see that would be fun yeah i had a schedule conflict so i couldn't go but i was like oh this is really cool (laughs) yeah it went great um by the way that kind of stuff is the stuff you see at edinburgh that's what you see at you know a, a san francisco sketch fest so 
I mean, don't don't discount yourself. You, doing something like that is the stuff that big, 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 you know, festivals and and entire towns are are built on. Yeah, I. Yeah, maybe I should believe in myself more. It's, <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard though. I, I, I so badly wish I had somebody in my like a I don't know just just the good angel uh-huh. on one shoulder, yeah. just telling me that everything is good and I'm doing everything okay. And uh-huh. I I need constant validation, but. Mm. It's it's kind of hard to come by, at least in the writing stages. Uh, you get it when you do the show and people laugh and stuff, but yeah. up until that point, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Especially trying something out for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, is this really going to work? And yeah, you, you won't know until yeah. you test it. But I've done, I've done that character um, on other shows here and there uh-huh. um, last year. Um, and I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far I've landed on like my regular jokes that I tell as Catherine mixed in with um, some little songs that I play on baby instruments because I don't really know how to play <laughs> music. I did take piano lessons for years as a kid, so uh-huh. I can kind of struggle my way through a song on, the, on a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this... Um, it's a piano in the shape of a cat and it's for like babies, like not even like older kids, like babies. And, um, so I'll like play on that. And I also have like some little maracas. I mean, it's just so stupid. Um, but it's, so I'll, I'll tell my jokes and then like play, play these little songs, um, and, uh, dance around and, uh, try to be alluring in a really dumb way. (laughs) Well, you're weird, weird, weird gal Skankovic. Yeah. So you have to mm-hmm. find that balance. Well, yeah, she's. I mean, she's, she's skanky weird. after all. She's, she's weird. She's. Yeah, she's a gal. Yeah, she's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope that you you do bring bring her back. You know, from time to time. I think that's a a genius move to use your jokes that Catherine has written, and have weird gal. Yeah, it feels almost more appropriate because a lot of my material is very sexual Mm. and I am me Catherine I don't feel like I'm any more so than the next person Mm. but so to tell them as weird gal Skankovic feels more appropriate because (laughs) you know they can be a little explicit at least it they feel that way to me and my own sensibilities um so I think I think that's a a good way for me to explore that (laughs) fun Okay, we're going to take a little intermission here with this game, uh, this card game. It's called Where Should We Begin? My my uh, web guru, Richard, gave me this card game. They're open-ended questions. Okay. So I'm going to draw two cards, and you're going to point to the one that you want me to read to you. And after you do that, cue, after you do that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. You're going to read this one to okay. me and we're going to kick us off. And then I will read this one to you after okay. I answer your open-ended question. Okay. A conversation I've been meaning to have. That sounds like a repeat. Um, I feel like I've answered this one. Kind of been meaning to have. Oh, goodness. I don't know. 
I can't think of anything. Um, it's, it's the vaguest I, question yeah, I could it's, imagine. It's so, so vague. Um, oh, boy. Well, I know a conversation I don't want to have. Well, <laughs> sometimes those are the ones you, you mean to you have. You yeah. got to do it. I know. Uh, you know, I, I, I live with my mother and, you know, watching. This is a recurring theme. That's why I think this question has come up recently. Uh, it's the recurring theme of watching your mom, like, age and mm. the difficulty of that and not wanting to have the difficult conversations. Yes. So, that's, yeah. That's hard. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I, I can't even, I'm just, I choose not to think about that kind of stuff. I also choose not to think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> So there we go. P- complete avoidance of the question. That's, that's fair. That's my go-to. Yeah. All right. All right. Ready for yours? Yes. All right. Oh, goodness. Okay. This should be uh, fun for me, not for you. Oh, no. Uh, I'm the most stressed out about... Oh, my God. Dot, dot, dot. I'm the most stressed out about... Well, right now, it's uh, finding a full-time job. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I've only been working part-time and... I'm so bad at job searching and mm. so bad. I mean, it goes along with being unable to self-promote. Like I, it's hard for me to even be like, am I qualified to do this? And I just, and the <sighs> rejections and it's just really, Oh my God. And mm. you know, it's, it's really real and it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's maybe why I haven't felt so creative. Um, these days is I'm just so trying to find a job. Yeah. Survivor, yeah. survivorship is pretty high up on that. Yeah, you know, must do scale mm-hmm. versus being creative. Right, and yeah. as far as like have like job stuff goes, I'm so like I don't even. People ask me all the time, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well, I not nothing. What oh. do I want to do?" Like, it's want is not a word I would use to describe mm. like jobs, um, but I will do. <laughs> I'm willing to do almost anything. <laughs> it's it's that kind of thing where it's like I wish someone would come in and be like, "Would you like to have this job?" And I'll just mm. say, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it." You need a Nick Savarino, but for in the job I, world, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if any listeners out there want to hire someone very very averagely educated, <laughs> not not much experience doing, you know, I I nannied for so long, and so I really kind of wasted my experience getting years i think doing mm. that but i did love it um but it it, it just became too much <laughs> mm. yeah um so that's probably what i'm most stressed out about it's yeah. just like money and and having a job and feeling like a successful adult <laughs> <laughs> have you ever taught some of the improv or sketch classes or, that are offered no uh no i um I was, this was so long ago, I forgot what they even called it. Maybe in, maybe they called it interning, but I was like sitting in on a sketch class, like kind of as a student teacher, I guess, kind of a thing. And uh, I, <laughs> I don't think I would, I am meant to teach mm. because I think my notes that I give people are really harsh. Ooh. And... Every time I would talk to the actual teacher about it, I'd be like, "Like, well, this isn't funny, and that's not funny, and like, this needs to do this. And he was like, 
Uh, well, let's, you know, maybe, you know, they're learning. And I was like, well, yeah, but they need to learn when they're not being funny. Oh, my God. So I don't, I don't think it's, I meant, that's not meant for me to do. You don't want me as your teacher. Um, That, the, the contrast of that piece of knowledge versus (laughs) I was a nanny for many years. Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm not teaching the babies comedy. No, I guess not. And, you know, that's not, they're not kids taking, taking these classes. Although if they were, I think I would really enjoy that. <laughs> um, I used to do the show called Laugh Darn It. That was oh, at yes, Barrel yes, of yes. Fun. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, a comedy show, like, for kids. Uh-huh. And I loved it. I oh. loved doing that show. It was so much fun. If that could just be my job forever, doing comedy for kids, yeah. I would love that. That's, like, my dream. I, that, I mean, Town does that. Yeah, and there is... Um, and Hideout does it. There's... Gosh, I forget. There's a storytelling. I know, uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Avery Moore does it. Uh, oh, dang it. I know. Well, I yeah. would love to be more involved, but... Mm. Yeah, if I... If, but if that, you know, could be something one could live off of doing... Mm, well, you know, yeah, that's, that's another, different. You know, yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I do. I love... I loved making the kids laugh and... Just being really silly with props and, and also like trying to make kids laugh with other comics and seeing my peers also sort of uh-huh. like do the lowest common denominator of jokes that, you know, cause it's for, you know, it's just farts and butts exactly. and things like that. That was also very fun for yeah, me yeah. is, uh, and I, I was always very impressed by the comics who would do that show cause I felt like they didn't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I like. Yeah. You know? I think I only went. To one, maybe two, because I had a son that was in that right, right at the right age for going to the show, and uh, Roxy Castillo was on the cast, or one of the competitors, and right away went to the fart jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was just gold. Oh, <laughs> and Roxy's perfect for that show. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I could see. I don't think I ever did one with her, but gosh, I could see her just. Yeah. Yeah. crushing it well you know there, there's there's a big city now there's a, there's room for that to come back you might have to get rob's approval to use the name but maybe yeah i'm not sure exactly who owns um producers yeah. rights or who exactly uh yeah, i mean it might be rob i'm sure he would he would let me do it but i also i have no interest in in producing uh, okay <laughs> i don't because again that's a lot of work <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of uh, yeah. you know and the booking and the scheduling and all the stuff that's not comedy, that I'm just not good at. Mm. I don't know. Mm. All right, so <laughs> this is your your promo. <laughs> this this podcast is oh, gonna right. be your promo. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the worst. I just do not have. It's I mean it's a business. Right, yeah, comedy. I yeah. mean, it's it's if, if if it's yourself or your show or yeah. whatever. But I just don't have that gene in me. I don't yeah. think. Well, and I just came to this realization because uh, the the person that I was that I interviewed before uh, or earlier today, uh, for us, what we're doing would kind of be viewed as a hobby. So I think there's that mindset of it's either a business where you're all in. Mm-hmm. Or it's a hobby where... It just sounds so dismissive, though, right? Uh, if it's a hobby? Yeah. 
Or it could, it would feel that way to me yeah, if someone refers yeah. to what I do as a hobby. I'm like, yeah, but it means more to me than that, you know? Yes, <laughs> but it also means that your job, whatever else you're doing, is yeah. giving you a stable living situation. I, well, yeah, I mean, that's just the fact of it. Until you can flip the hobby into a business. Yeah, that's that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the acting, because you have some acting credits. I do. I do have some. It's That's also funny, because I never really set out to do <laughs> that either. <laughs> um, what was the last thing I acted in? Um, Christina Parrish made a pilot last year that I was in, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure where they are in mm. post-production, um, but when, when it's finished, I'm very excited to see it. Um, uh, I was playing um, like an Instagram influencer for a dog, mm. sort of like a Trisha Paytas type character. I don't know if you're familiar with uh. her work. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> look her up later and don't just, you know, take her with a grain of salt, <laughs> the biggest grain of salt you've ever seen. Um, so that was really fun. I got to wear this really fun sort of knockoff juicy sweatsuit <laughs> and carry around this little fluffy dog. Uh-huh. Um which was funny because I'm allergic to dogs oh, no. and I didn't tell anybody <gasps> until afterwards. Oh, so at no. the end of maybe the third day I was shooting, like I was really like <laughs> trying not to like, because oh, like, like, you know, in the, I had to have this little puppy like right up, yeah. you know, like I'm carrying him like Paris Hilton back in the day. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And like days afterward, I was sneezing and oh, like gosh. crying, and because that you know the dander just gets everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But it was really fun. I really I did really enjoy that. It was it was really positive. Um, I'm not sure if I want to actively pursue acting. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I almost feel like I'm. <sighs> I don't know. A lot of the stuff, I'm like, am I too old? Am I too old? To be what? Scared? I know. I know. Well, I'm not, <sighs> I think I've got a lot of hangups about about my age and and what's what I feel like is too late. And I know that's not true. Mm-hmm. Objectively, there's yeah. there's no rules. These things are just made up. But I think it's deep down. I feel like yeah. I've I've missed my my years that I could have been trying more stuff. Or, oh my gosh! I know. I know. <laughs> I just want to hug you and say, no, you're never too old. I know. And, it's... Uh, and do you know Tiana Stewart? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to connect you two. Okay. Uh, because she has had many adventures in her life, and she has been picking up acting work, and... I don't know. I just feel like you should have an agent. Okay. So <laughs> maybe she can talk to you. I can have her reach out to you. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's another thing is uh, all that stuff, like finding an agent, like headshots, your acting resume, all that stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm very overwhelmed by, yeah. and I don't really know how to, tr- how to be an actor. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Cause I've never, I never took any classes. I never did theater. Like I don't even really no, I don't know many people who are doing it professionally or, yeah. if, you know, if I did, it was before, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to talk to someone to maybe find out more about yeah. that process. 
Yeah, because I, I just think Austin is is an acting city as as well, and there's random things being filmed, and you yeah. know. It's definitely not stable. No, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> it's, it's something. And if it yeah. helps chip away at this, this uh, you know, feeling like oh, it's too late, or yeah, you know. I know it's silly. Yeah, but I, you know, if I'm gonna be honest, yeah, of know, course, of course. Um, yeah, I would love to get over that. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's um. Yeah, going into my thirties is it's been it's been a lot of emotions. Mm. It's been a lot of feelings. Yeah. And sort of not trying to measure my life against others and, yeah. and what I thought I would be doing at this age and what my parents want for me and it's it's a lot. It's a lot of things really intersecting mm-hmm. and causes a lot of anxiety. <laughs> you can't escape it. I know, I really can't. <laughs> I've tried. It's just <laughs> my old friend yeah you know yeah. she's in there just running on her little hamster wheel <laughs> what would i do without her i don't know <laughs> who would i be <laughs> existential crisis of the moment yeah okay well let's talk about something that i have witnessed that has brought me joy and that is fallout tonight i can't stop yeah. talking about it because i think it is so nicely done but i also recognize that i'm a big fan of duncan and, and everything he's He's done, and then you know to be to be uh, pleasantly uh, entertained by comics stuck in the well. <laughs> How did you get involved uh, involved with Fallout tonight? Um, well, when Sure Thing ended, Duncan reached out to me because he had the idea to do sort of a late night style show, mm-hmm. and um, he knew that I had done a lot of sketch. Um, and so he just asked my input on certain elements of the show uh-huh. and how I, he wanted to know like how, how he should book writers and performers and that. So I, I gave him my input and then, um, he asked if I wanted to write some monologue jokes for that very first show. And then after that, he pretty much told me you can be on <laughs> as many shows of Fallout tonight as you want to. Ooh. Um, so, and I, in one of those early writing meetings, I came up with <laughs> comics stuck in a well just because it was, it sounded really funny uh-huh. and they let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this next, co- this, the next show that I'll be in, um, I guess this coming Friday, um, I'm not going to do comics stuck in a well. I want to give her a little break. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I have some plans. I really just want to talk about, uh, the movie It's Complicated. <laughs> Have you seen it? I don't think so. Okay. I have to be honest with you. I watch this movie like twice a week. Oh my god! I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and this is a new thing. This is... Once it came on Netflix... Uh-huh. I know we're really getting off topic. Yeah, of no, tonight, it's fine. It's, I disclose. Right. Yeah, there's we're yeah. tangents. Yeah. Um, once it came on Netflix, I don't know what this movie does to me, but I... <laughs> I, there was a week when it when it first came up on Netflix. I watched it probably eight times that week. I know, oh and then gosh. ever since then, I'll just put it on, thinking I'll be doing. I'll just put it on. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It's like so perfect, and it's so. It's not even really a good movie. Who's in it? It's Meryl Streep, okay. and Alec Baldwin, okay. and they play. <laughs> they play a divorced couple, and they end up having an affair with each other. 
Huh? Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it's directed by Nancy Myers. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with her work. She did uh, Something's Gotta Give. She did The Holiday, the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Okay. Um, she... How do I describe Nancy Myers' movies? <laughs> They're kind of like middle-aged women's fantasy. Like, the villain of every single Nancy Myers movie is a woman in her 20s. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Every single one. It's crazy. Oh, man. This is getting kind of... I know. <laughs> Talk about my issues with aging. Uh-huh. Here we go. But, like, you know, you I mean, because she's written them, there, there are lines of dialogue in, in her films that are so true and so biting. And But then, like, you know, the narrative of it is often kind of hokey and silly uh-huh. and very, like, old screwball comedy kind of style. But there's just something about Meryl Streep in this movie, too, and what she does with her face, and she can be so funny, (laughs) just not saying anything. And Uh that's, when I can do that on stage, I try to do that sometimes Uh at work, sometimes not so much, but if I can get the audience to laugh at just a face I'm making, I mean, there's there's nothing more I want in this world. (laughs) So I think maybe that's also why I love this movie is because oh, okay. it, it's just the performances are so funny. Uh-huh. And so my plan is on the next show, I'm going to just talk about this movie. I'm going to talk about how <laughs> it makes, it. it's just, I don't know. It's like a parasite that's like hooked its way into the back of my brain. <laughs> how I, old is this movie? It came out in 2009. Okay. So, uh. and it's very like, uh, I th- you know, online there's this whole... I think people were talking about this trend of the coastal grandmother. who's <laughs> like a wealthy, you know, post-menopausal woman who has this a beautiful home and lives in the beach, but she has, doesn't have a boyfriend. Oh, she has everything except love. Kinda. <laughs> Her kids are all perfect, and they all have perfect teeth. And they're all smiling all the time. <laughs> Can we, yeah, can we just talk oh, about this movie for the rest of the I podcast? Mean, I, I guess. Would. Yeah, yeah, I know that's crazy, but so that's my plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire or no, this comic stuck in a well is just going on a sabbatical, uh-huh. um, and uh, Catherine talking about it's complicated is gonna uh-huh. gonna come back, gonna come up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just I feel like it is my duty to uh, uh, point out a few things to try to help boost your ego about, or your anxiety. Okay. So let's just recap some things I've learned today. Okay. Uh, Nick Savarino reached out to you to book you on your very first show, mm-hmm. stand-up show. Uh, Duncan Carson has basically given you the keys to do anything you want on Fallout tonight. People trust you I, yeah. with comedy things. Fallout let you do a, a one-person show I, or, not, you know, yeah. a show. Yeah. So, I know. I know. But. I, I know. And, and I, I know you want to just dismiss. I want to minimize it. Yeah, I do. Wanna, yeah. I want to dismiss it. That's my instinct. Yeah. Truly. It's, yeah. Because I believe, I like, it. yeah, well, but they, what do they know? You know, which is, yeah. but they know yeah. so much. And these are people I respect, of course. Um. 
So just sit in in, yeah. in that for from time to time. Okay, and, and, you're right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I will just if somebody says, "Oh yeah, whatever," I will say, "Oh whatever." It's sort yeah. of like when your mom says that you're amazing. It's like, yes. well, you're supposed to say that. Yeah, but exactly. These people are not my mom. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So. No, you're right. That's that's. Thank you you're for welcome. pointing that out. <laughs> I am going to remember that. I am. <laughs> yeah. And in my earlier recording today, I directly addressed the person's mom and dad. So <laughs> this is my, this is my role is, you know, the That's grandmother good. of Austin comedy. <laughs> I wouldn't say grandmother. Oh, well, I'm a fun know. aunt. Oh, I could, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take fun aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Oh, gosh. Well, I just spent a long time talking about It's Complicated. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah. We can spend the next hour talking about it. No, it's okay. Your workshop, um, your, your, your bit on... My bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, things I've seen that I've been, like, inspired by. Of course, like, I, I have such, like, my brain will just go blank. In times when it's really important, and this is one of those moments. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. It's a new year. I I think I need to take more risks. That's kind of a Mm. maybe one of my vague resolutions is to to take more risks. And um, I think I need to experience more rejection. Interesting. Because I'm uh. very sensitive to it, and I haven't experienced much of it. Not because I'm so great, but just because I haven't really taken, taken many. Risks. I haven't taken those risks. So, I think I know that would be really good for me. Yeah. Because I think obviously, like the more times you you rejected, obviously the more opportunities you can ultimately have. Because mm-hmm. eventually, something good is going to come from that. I yeah. think. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot, and I I have a lot of friends who really just go for stuff all the time and it leads them to these great places and I'm so jealous. Yeah. But so I think I need to experience some just some no's, mm. some kind no's. Yeah. Because it would be good for me. I think it would toughen me up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a little a little soft, a little delicate. <laughs> so let uh I'm going to I'm totally being armchair psychologist here is not my domain but all right so how are you going to get to those no's are you going to reach out to to i have to i have i have to because i i'm not doing it okay and that's you know if i keep not doing it i'll just stay in the same place that i don't totally love right now yeah so yeah i'm gonna have to okay now i want to rewind us to what i said about five or ten minutes ago Mm -hmm. is that you didn't even reach out to to some people, and they reached out to you and gave you these things. So when you reach out, fair odds, you're not going to get rejected. Well, maybe. I mean, I you mean, will, depending. certainly. Well, yeah. There, just, certain avenues, you will, but yeah. you've got, you know, some empirical evidence to mm. suggest that, you know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Here I am painting the rosy picture. But, yeah, well, life is full of rejection. Um, but I think I, you're right. I, I should believe in myself more because yeah. I do, I do have empirical evidence that's, you know, people, mm-hmm. some people like what I do. And yeah. Like what I say. Yeah. Even something <laughs> as goofy as being stuck in a well. I know. 
It's it's so silly, but and I think I did see you do bring the little uh, piano, the little kitty piano, on stage at one of the Fallout Tonight shows. Yeah, I think I did my weird gal bit on one of the shows. Mm. Um, I kind of have a very abridged version of of the show that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly songs that are puns, that are dirty puns. <laughs> And I, the best. yeah, <laughs> and I kind of play this little piano and I don't really know how to play it that well, but it has so many fun functions. Yeah. Like you can make the keys sound like meows. That's so That's funny. That's awesome. That's so funny. That's so awesome. I, the funniest things to me are often the dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> and that people like, people like dumb. And they love it. People yeah. love to, oh, I'm smart. Yeah. With whatever. No, no, no. You Give like when, when stuff's says, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, are you ready for your closing question? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. One word to describe your future. Oh, my future? Mm. More. I know that's, well, I just think I just want more. Yeah. Because my life right now feels a little small hmm. compared to what I wish it were. Like, I think I need to be, I would like to be more, you know, taking more risks, creating more, just the stuff that I'm doing now, just more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even more. Well, I need to see the full-length weird weird Galskankovic, so you know, go go ask Fallout for another one. Oh yeah, so they'll, at they'll a minimum, let me do it. yeah, <laughs> at a minimum. Oh yeah, that's a third person who's like, yeah, sure, do, do this show. We'll give you this time slot. <laughs> it's 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 coming. I'm 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 working on some stuff. Nice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Catherine Hutchins. Catherine, tell us where people can find you. <laughs> you can Not promoting yourself, but hopefully soon promoting yourself. Um, yeah, you can mostly find me at Fallout. Um, Fallout tonight. It's every Friday at nine thirty. I'm mostly I'll be there. Um, I've got some more shows coming up. I'll, all at Fallout. It's really it's my home, um, and. Uh, on Instagram, Catherine underscore Hutch. I post a lot on there. Um, so yeah, follow me. I'll follow you back. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Catherine got to be the comedic genius that you heard today <laughs> just as much as I have. <laughs> She's ready with that dismissive look, and I'm like, no, don't you dare. <laughs> this has been Comedy Wham Presents Catherine Hutchins. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much.